You're listening to Decoding Seafood, where we dive into the depths of one of the world's most beloved but misunderstood foods and the industry that drives its production, environmental impact, and cultural norms. Join us as we peel back the layers and speak to the players of the seafood industry, from chefs to scientists, influencers, and everyone in between. This is Decoding Seafood, brought to you by Moe. It's a hidden world that most of us won't think about, but it has a huge impact on the seafood that makes it to our plate. Inside the seafood industry is a vast network of producers, suppliers, manufacturers, and distributors who truly hail from every corner of the globe. How they conduct business, the trends that drive their industry, the technological innovations, the knowledge and push for sustainability and more. All of this can make all the difference between whether or not we across America get access to the very best freshest seafood or not. Today on Decoding Seafood, we explore the layers of the seafood industry by going deep into North America's largest seafood trade exposition, the aptly named Seafood Expo North America or SENA. This annual expo gathers industry professionals from over 50 countries under one roof, year after year, with one goal in mind, to provide North America's seafood buyers with a one-stop shop to access everything seafood face-to-face. This includes discovering, sampling, and sourcing products, meeting with suppliers, networking with industry colleagues, and so much more. The exhibitors here supply and showcase nearly every type of fish, seafood, and seafood-related product and service that is in demand in the North American market. And attendees include people representing a vast plethora of industries, from retail to food service, airlines to grocery stores, hospitals to cruise lines, and even the military. We stopped off at the 2023 Expo, hosted at the Sprawling Convention and Exhibition Center in Boston, Massachusetts, where we talked with attendees and exhibitors to learn what is trending in the industry from innovators in sustainability and technology to how the North American palate is shifting and what consumers can expect to see in seafood trends ahead. So let's dive in and kick the episode off by exploring what attendees had to share about innovation, technology, and sustainability trends for 2023. Who better to start with than the bright and engaging University of Miami aquaculture students, Jasmine Evans, Charlie Welch, and Slater Daniels, who were in awe of the conference and what they were able to experience in person. I can't believe the second largest seafood show is here in the U.S., so it's awesome. It's been incredible to get to talk to so many people that hold different roles in the industry. I've seen a lot of the science in the industry, but seeing producers and people that are buying products and people that are producing equipment and just getting to have meaningful conversations with all of them has been awesome. Yeah, I think the coolest thing, having come from an aquaculture mindset, is just to see how global aquaculture is. I think that's been discounted for so long in the U.S. And so to see, I mean, gosh, even before we walked up here to speak to you, we just spoke to a farm that's in Turkey. So didn't really have any exposure to that prior. Realized that there's a ton of production coming just from all over the world. So I think that was a really cool perspective shift for us. And speaking of perspective, from a sustainability standpoint, the students had eye-opening information to share on how the ocean could be the key to global food security. The fact that human population is growing very quickly and we need to start doing something differently because with the natural disasters we see and droughts and food deserts occurring in every country, I think that it really opened my eyes to the heaviness of that but also gave me a lot of hope because so much of our ocean has untapped potential for aquaculture and on land. So I think 
at first, it was a very, very heavy realization to sort of actually start looking at the numbers of global population and how that's going to affect food security going forward. But I think immediately after that, looking at the landscape of aquaculture and how it's growing and the enormous potential it has looked to me like this is a natural progression. And if we want to keep eating well and feeding more people, then aquaculture is the path we need to take forward. I think the biggest thing, honestly, was learning that if we used a tenth of a percent of the entire ocean that would feed the global population. Talking just from a production standpoint, it's not that much of the ocean that we would need to use. I think that was eye-opening for me that the problem seems out of reach, but it really isn't. It just is going to take a lot more cooperation. We also met up with Nicole Condon of the Marine Stewardship Council, also known as MSC, who told us one-on-one about how the council is taking sustainability to heart when it comes to wild-caught fish and seafood. There is a lot going on in the ocean, obviously. It's incredibly important to billions of people, not just as a food source, but as a source of jobs and livelihoods and places to live. The ocean protects us. It regulates our climate. It provides a lot. We make a joke, you know, why is it called the earth when it's mostly ocean? So it's it's really important that we look at how we are protecting these resources for the future. I think in terms of the MSC, the thing that is really important to note is that sustainability can be many different things depending on what you're working on. So it's really important to define what you do and the parameters within which you're working because they're all really important but they can be very, very different depending on which angle you're coming from and which part you're working on. So for the MSC specifically, it means ensuring fishing practices are done in an ecologically sustainable way, really trying to make sure that fish populations and ocean ecosystem health are taken into account and that management practices are being done in a way that are going to keep these fisheries going for many generations to come. Chris Ninez from the Aquaculture Stewardship Council, or ASC, expressed how they're aiming to achieve balance in protecting oceans and livelihoods at the exact same time. I think in its simplest term, I mean, because we want to reduce the environmental footprint of, of farming and we want to improve the social responsibility of farming, then in essence that's that's what we do through the sort of rules that we set out in our standards. In terms of the key things that we want to control better, if you think about all the things that you might put into a fish farm, you want to make sure you're using efficiently and they're not damaging, but you also want to control what comes out of the farm in terms of the impacts that that can have. And overarching, you want to make sure that the workers on the farm are well treated and that the surrounding communities are not badly affected by those farming operations. And there's others, like Kristen Basala of the U.S. Soybean Council. She told us how attending the expo offered an avenue to create more positive change in favor of sustainability. So we work on behalf of the U.S. farmer to promote U.S. soy internationally. One of the things we're promoting here is our in-pond raceway systems, which is a way to grow bigger, healthier fish in a more sustainable way. So we're hoping that some of these big fish producers come by our booth and learn about this technology that we're promoting internationally. First-time attendee Chef George Duran was astounded with the innovation he saw in terms of the product offerings and the ways in which the industry has pivoted to care for the environment. I think one of the things that I've taken away is that there's really a big push for true sustainability when it comes to fish. And it's given me a glimmer of hope of where we're going in this country with seafood in the fish industry. Because I tend to be a pessimist here in this country with the food industry because I, I literally know how the sausage is made. But with something like fish, you can't cheat it. 
it's alive and it's coming from one source. It may be farmed or wild and you cannot cheat that. You can't process it in a laboratory and stamp it and market it. Fish is fish at the end of the day. And what's given me a lot of hope at the Seafood Expo is that there are truly a lot of companies and buyers and industry innovators that are pushing that sustainability part about fish. And it gives me hope. I'm, I'm really excited about that because that's going to translate to delicious tasting fish. However, sustainability wasn't the only area in which the tides of change were shifting. At the Seafood Expo, where delicious scents filled the air and samples were plenty, there were many culinary innovations for attendees to explore many of which highlighted seafood's delicious flavor and nutritional profile. Angie Lopez and Jen Allison of Pacific Seafood also had more to add when it comes to the nutritional profile of seafood and how it's being leveraged as a health food, including within the healthcare industry. I run the oyster division, shellfish aquaculture side of the facility, and I run the largest oyster producer in the United States. That's my operation for Pacific Seafood. I think customers aren't aware of the nutrition that it carries, and that's one of the things that I come around a lot. I also work with a lot of retirement groups, and they focus on nutrition, and so hospitals as well. So I think slowly people are adjusting more to seafood and are more interested, especially this generation. They're really interested to know what's in their food, and they're looking into what protein is the healthiest protein to eat. It was fair to say, though, that while consumer knowledge may be growing, attendees of the expo were well-versed in all that seafood has to offer. And they added some encouraging messages. Seth Rowe from Direct Connect Logistics gave us his take on why seafood is an excellent choice. Generally fresher than a lot of the other meats because it's very time-sensitive. So, I mean, it's healthy stuff. I mean, get the good stuff, make sure it's not expired on the shelves, and eat right. Even chef George Duran was impressed. I was coming to the Seafood Expo and I'm looking like, oh, what's new? What's different? And I'm like, I, I never thought that would be so much innovation with seafood. I mean, seafood is seafood. How much more innovation could you have? Well, the guys at, at Moe at Duck Trap figured it out and they made this thing called lightly smoked. And it's essentially a combination of cold smoked salmon, like the salmon you put on cream cheese and bagels, and raw Atlantic filet salmon, which is that marbled, beautiful salmon filet. It's a combination of the both. So you have this kind of raw Atlantic salmon that has that seriously deep wood smoked flavor inside of it pre-brined pre-smoked all fresh and now you have this really kind of salty smoky salmon that you're able to marry with something that's a little bit fresher like my guasacaca sauce and Orya Dahl from the Norwegian seafood company gave us some insight on how the preferences are shifting across the ocean in Norway people are picking more fresh when available or refreshed as we call it because a lot of the fish we have in the counter in Norway would be a frozen sea fish and it would be then defrosted and packed for the retail shelves. Last but not least, we spoke to longtime expo attendee Lenny Gronrose from the Grafham Brothers Seafood Market. He let us know that the changes he's seen in the industry over the years have been exponential and explained how the growing demand for seafood has pushed his business model to evolve. I've been coming to this since I was six years old. Everything has changed from the methods of fishing to how the distribution works. Lobster is our number one product that we sell. And so we're dealing with that on a daily basis on what is the future going to look like? How are we going to survive? How the fishermen going to survive? There's a lot of competition out there for us, for all the fisheries we deal with, and just finding ways to stay and be unique. We're taking and making our own products and then selling them directly to the public through our restaurant, our takeout, or in our market, and shipping it across the United States. So creating our own seafood stuffings, our own chowders, Stuff like anything to stay in the front of people's minds. 
It would be an understatement to say that the 2023 Seafood Expo North America was an eye-opening experience. With tens of thousands of worldly attendees offering insight into every aspect of the seafood industry, there truly was something for everyone. And personally, I was floored by the grandeur of even just the exhibition hall. And that's it for another episode of Decoding Seafood. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And please, give us a rating and review to let us know how we're doing. We hope that this has helped you to decode seafood. Decoding Seafood is brought to you by Moe, hosted by Keaton Robbins, produced by Tim and Tanya Fraser of Murdoch Entertainment, and recorded and edited by Jordan Moore of The Pod Cabin. Executive producer, Rotter Creative Group, with special thanks to our community of contributors and those that follow us.